What makes a great leader great? How do we create a high-performing team? And when we say leader, we mean everyone, because everyone is leading their own life. Will yours be a life by design or a life by default? Those are the big questions, and this podcast will answer them. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast, where we help you apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders, because great leaders will produce great results. All right, friends, welcome back to the Becoming Your Best podcast. This is Rob Schallenberger, wishing you a fabulous day wherever you are in the world. And I know there are listeners in the Philippines, Africa, Europe, Central South America. And so we welcome you wherever you're at and hope you're having a fabulous day. Well, hey, just a couple of things before we get going. Number one, many of you may be aware, yet I know some aren't aware, that we just launched the Becoming Your Best University. And so this is an online resource that you can use and access tools from all over the world. If you'll go to becomingyourbestuniversity.com, you'll have access to a lot of different courses. Some of them are free. For those who are serious about their success, there's some paid courses where you can invest in yourself that has all the templates, the tools, and this is something that you can watch on your own free time. So we're excited about this. People have been asking about it for months, and so finally it's here, (laughs) and we will continue to release online courses through the upcoming months and certainly years. So for example, the Breakthrough Leadership Conference is currently on there, and we're going to re-record this upcoming April conference and put that on there. Our Entrepreneur Conference is available, a sales course. So anyone in sales should watch this sales course, and we'll talk more about that. It'll be released here in the next week or so. These are powerful courses. So becomingyourbestuniversity.com, great place for you to access tools from anywhere in the world. Now in this podcast, this may not take a long time, yet I hope it resonates with you on a deep personal level. There's a couple of things that have had a big impact. I'm going to share what I would consider the bigger of the two (laughs) for the latter part of this podcast in just a few minutes. The first one, though, something that has been really interesting over the last few days is your personal health, progress, fitness, and performance, something that I've learned personally about that. And this question is, how do you measure your personal health, progress, and performance? Some things are fairly easy to measure. Others, not so easy and a little bit more difficult. The foundation of this is to have your vision, your roles and goals, and combine that with pre-week planning. If you don't know what I mean when I say those three things, go to the Becoming Your Best University and get some of those free courses on how to do that. A lot of people listening to this podcast will understand what I mean by that. So that is the foundation, roles, goals, pre-week planning. The target is critical. Michael Phelps, the Olympic swimmer, said his secret to success is that he has his goals next to his bed. And when he wakes up in the morning, the first thing he does is he looks at his goals. So I want to lay that as the foundation. We need to know where we're going, what the targets are, and what matters most this week. Assuming that that's the foundation, there's another layer that can take it even a step further or a little bit deeper if you want to look at it that way. And that is to get some sort of watch that allows you to track your progress. Now, I recently invested in a Garmin watch. And I returned from Africa. It was there waiting for me. I was all excited to get this. And so far this week, I've done certain things as it relates to health and exercise that I haven't done for months. And there's a power in this principle. In business, we say, you know, don't get mad, get the data. Well, how about in our personal lives? If we're wanting to have better health, if there's certain things that we want to improve, let's not get mad. We assume that the goal is there. We know the target. Now let's get the data. And having the data can add another level of accountability that's very powerful for us. So for example, my Garmin watch tracks steps, sleep. It even tracks deep sleep. There's a little app on there that has a seven-minute workout with the watch. 
And ironically, I may be breathing a little fast right now. (laughs) I just finished a workout with Murphy. I walked downstairs in the office, asked who wanted to work out. Murphy enthusiastically raised his hand. And so we did a seven-minute workout together. That was because my watch and I knew I needed more intensity minutes than I got yesterday. It has your average heart rate and so on. The point is, whether it's a Fitbit, a Garmin watch, whatever the brand is, having the data here motivates you to do certain things that otherwise we may not be motivated to do. I mean, just last night, I got home, spent time with the kids, had a great afternoon, evening, and then realized, looking at my new watch, that I was still a couple of thousand steps short of the target for that day. (laughs) So at 7 p.m., I grabbed my wife and we walked out and went on a maybe 15, 20-minute walk together simply to get those remaining 2,000 steps. Now, would I have done that had I not been tracking on the watch? It's a good question. I'm still in line with my goals without having gone on that walk, yet having that data was an extra motivator. So the reason I'm bringing this up is if you want to improve your health, if there's something that you want to do better that relates to your physical body development, lose weight, lower your heart rate, whatever it might be, then get a watch or a Fitbit or something that allows you to track that data. For me, even in four days of having this has been monumental in helping me shift the way I think towards accomplishing my goals. And then there's another layer to this. This can be a blessing and a curse because you also can get texts and phone calls on this smartwatch. And that can be a huge distractor. That can clutter up your life even more if you're already living a high-stress life. So on that note, yes, I'm highly recommending one of these watches or devices that can help you track this data. At the same time, if you already feel like you have a pretty high-stress level, then you may want to deactivate that function that allows you to receive texts and calls on your device. That's really up to you. But if you're already feeling moderate to high stress, there's no need to add another layer of stress. It's important to deconnect, you know, at different times. So that one's up to you. I'm just going to throw that out there because I've seen a lot of people say, yes, I got this awesome watch. It's doing all these amazing things, but I can never disconnect. Well, set it up from the beginning so that there are times where you can disconnect. So that's number one. This has been for me awesome the last four days, as I mentioned. If it's something that you feel like would be valuable to you, then consider going out and getting that and see what impact it has. See if it works for you. You know, what's the worst that could happen? It doesn't do anything. (laughs) Number two, and what I consider to be the more important part of this podcast is this reminder for all of us of the power of the 12 principles. And sometimes after we're around them for a while, we're listening to these podcasts, we get the weekly email. In our case, you know, we're speaking and doing seminars all over the world about them. It may potentially be easy to get a little bit numb. In other words, it might not be too difficult to get complacent about these principles. We think about them, we talk about them, and they might just become sort of an afterthought. Whereas at one point they had a fire that came with them. Well, we've got to guard against that. Because these are powerful principles and we never arrive, so to speak. These are something that should be a part of our lives throughout the rest of our lives. For example, let's just take our personal vision. You've heard us talk about that over and over so many different times. Well, I've had a personal vision written for years. And for any of our Becoming Your Best listeners, you know that we invite you to develop a personal vision by role. Parent, spouse, whatever your title is at work. What does your very best version of you look like? And using empowering words such as I am rather than to be, hope, someday, things like that. Well, with the vision, you know, I've had it for years. It could potentially be easy to start to get a little complacent about it. Well, let me share with you some things that I've done to bring the power of the principle back alive, so to speak. I started treating my vision a little bit differently recently. So, for example, rather than just having it written down and reviewing it once a week, even though I have it memorized, I've started treating my vision like an affirmation. And so you've heard on different podcasts when we've mentioned the becoming your best morning, for example, what goes into a powerful morning routine and how to start the day off right. One of them is 
when we open our eyes, to simply stay in bed for three to five minutes and start to verbalize different affirmations. You know, if someone's sitting next to us, sleeping well, then maybe we can do it in our mind. But the idea is to say them out loud and let them become a part of who we are, that we align our thinking with our reality and vice versa. That's the beginning part of it. Well, as soon as I started treating my vision like an affirmation, it became very powerful. It brought a whole new life back to the principle. So let me give you an example of what my vision is as a father and as a husband or as a spouse. So as a husband, this is my vision in that role. And this is what I got up reciting this morning. And it already started the day off with the powers, like planting the seed for the day. So here goes. I'm a kind and caring husband who always helps Tanya feel like a 10. I'm totally faithful in thought and action. And I constantly strive to compliment her, serve her, and be the husband of her dreams. As soon as I recited that two or three times, I look over and there she is. How am I going to treat her after using that as an affirmation? Immediately, I'm already asking that question. What can I do to make her feel like a 10? See how the vision becomes a guide and it brings a power to it? Well, how about in the role of father? I am an example in thought and deed of what a true gentleman looks like. I am the type of person I want my daughters to marry. I am present with my children and we constantly develop great memories together. I help them see their potential and how they can make a difference in the world. And I am vulnerable and I empathize with them. So as we wake up in the morning, the question is, what does an incredible father look like? What type of person would I want my daughters to marry? Well, how am I going to treat them this morning? And so when you start to look at your vision as an affirmation, it takes on a new power to it. And it becomes the guide for the day. And that's exactly what the vision should do. Now, just to bring this back to the whole point of this, we don't want to let the principles become stale in our lives. Because these are the most predictive principles of success that we've been able to identify in years and decades of research of high performers. So let's just stay on this principle of the vision for a few minutes. We just returned from this amazing leadership tour in Africa. We were in Cape Town, Durban. We did a two-day breakthrough leadership conference in Johannesburg, flew up to Nairobi, and then over to Kigali in Rwanda. Just an absolutely incredible experience to meet with so many amazing people. Well, one of them who's become a good friend, Now I'm going to call his name John. For me, in this entire Africa trip, there was a single moment that was probably the most powerful moment of the trip. And it was after the two-day conference was finished in Johannesburg. People had given us a hug. We're saying goodbye. It was just a great two days with the people. And as everyone's filtering out, I noticed that John was still there. And John has become a good friend. We were in Durban with him for a couple of days. We went out on a safari at his preserve that he has. And it was an incredible experience. So we've started to become really good friends with John. He's been through some challenging times, a couple of divorces in his life, and at this point, fairly heavy smoker, probably around two packs a day or so. And this is a big deal. And he's mentioned several times while we were on the safari that he wanted to stop, that this wasn't a part of who he was. Well, at the end of the conference, he walks up, and I'm standing next to a chair, and I see an arm reach across me. And on the chair, I see this arm put a pack of cigarettes on the chair. And then I see a lighter get put on top of the pack of cigarettes. And I look over and there's John standing next to me. And he said, Rob, thinking about my personal vision, this no longer aligns with my personal vision. And that right there is the last pack of cigarettes I will ever touch the rest of my life. He gave me a hug and walked out of the room. And I'll tell you what, Thomas, the other BYB presenter and I, we just kind of stood there almost in tears, (laughs) not even really able to talk for almost a minute. It was such a powerful experience to see that. For him, he was starting to plant the seed of a vision. He felt the power of that principle in his life, and it was life-changing for him in that moment. Now, he still has the road ahead of him. You know, it's not going to be easy to do that. It's having that vision and planting the seed, and when it becomes powerful enough, 
we can start to make those kind of changes in our lives. And so the whole point in this is to not let these principles get mundane or become complacent about them. These are powerful. These are what the top 10% of any industry do to get there. Be true to character. That's the foundational principle that we are honest in all the things that we say, that we do, and that our actions align with our words. Vision. Be an effective communicator. Well, we never stop working on that to become a better listener. From Africa, someone wrote Thomas a note because of this principle, be an effective communicator. When they worked on the five steps to become a master listener, that was so deeply touching and powerful to him. He knew it was going to change his business life and his marriage that he wrote a special note talking about how that really did change his life. It was that principle that did it for him. Be accountable in taking responsibility for our actions. Each of these combined together are life changing. So I would hope that after this podcast, that we will take a renewed, fresh look at these principles. This is why we invite teams and people to focus on one principle a week so that it doesn't become mundane, so that we can look at a different angle than we have before. Just like my vision. I mean, this is my entire life. I'm around this all the time. And yet still, now the vision takes on a whole new spirit as I've started treating that as an affirmation in the morning. That's new. That's exciting. It brings a new focus and power. Well, we can do the same thing with all of the different principles as we stay focused on them, and they will create success in every area of our lives. So we're going to wrap up this podcast, two invitations. Assuming that you have your vision, your roles and goals, and that you're doing pre-week planning, consider getting a Fitbit, a Garmin watch, or something like that to track your progress and help you physically, maybe even take it up to the next level from where you're at today. And number two, refocus on the power of the principles. One principle per week and make them a central part of your life to help with that. Again, I'm going to come back to where I started this podcast, becomingyourbestuniversity.com. There are some free, powerful courses that you can use right there. You can share those with your friends, coworkers. If you're a manager or a leader in an organization, share those free ones with your team. Some of them, it may be important enough where they invest in the full course. Great. They're just going to exponentially get better as a result of that. So we're grateful for your association, your friendship, your influence in the world. You need to know the vision for becoming your best is to reach a billion people. That's not a small vision. <laughs> and everyone who's listening to this podcast is a part of that vision. This is not ours. It's not yours. This is something we do together to transform and influence the world. And it's happening. People are scheduling events in Russia, Jamaica, Central South America. There's things happening in Asia, China. And so this is something that every one of us can be a part of. And the truth is, it starts in our own life with leading a life by design rather than living a life by default. And then it spreads out its influence from there to our family, to our friends, and then the people who are around on a day-to-day -day basis wherever we're working. So we appreciate you. We're grateful for you. This is a powerful movement. And we wish you a fabulous week wherever you're at in the world. Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life? in your family, or in your organization, call us today at 888-690-8764 to speak with a helpful representative to evaluate your situation and how we can help. Or you can visit becomingyourbest.com. Whether it's a corporate training event, keynote, workshop, trainer certification, or personal coaching, it would be our pleasure to serve your needs. Once again, call 888 690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.